Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? At B1GKURT. I'm Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. As always, thank you so much for listening, downloading, sharing the podcast. Let's keep her going into 2020. So we got a four-team podcast tonight. It's a whopper. We're going to go Michigan. We're going to go Maryland, then we're going to go Northwestern and finish up with Nebraska. So we don't want to cheat anybody, but we also don't want to spend, Yeah, we don't want to make this a two-hour podcast either. We're going to do our best. We hope we don't cheat anybody out, but we also want to, you know, keep it rolling. Got to keep it moving, baby. Um, This is our four-team parlay here. Four-team parlay. Tough to hit. Yes, that one's tough. Always the fourth game that is tough to hit. It's either the first or fourth. Yeah. That's what gets you every single time. Um, this is kind of random here, but different pod. Okay. I was listening to them, and they were talking about spicy food. Okay. Mm. Um, okay. Topic I enjoy. And of course, it's food. So I can only assume we'll be. We're, we're not. We're going to be totally opposite here. sides of the spectrum. And I've got to kind of like, I'm going to try to course this into a story I got because I think it's a pretty good story. But, um, but. We are not as young as we used to be. I'm I'm, um, I'm getting older every day. <laughs> um, how I mean, how do you feel? Like, where are you at on spicy food? I lo- everything I eat is spicy. I refuse really? to even eat things that aren't spicy anymore. Okay, so that's like the proverbial: the older you get, you have to liven up. You can't you can't have bland food. You gotta you gotta put the the taste buds out there so you can taste it. It's weird. Like if I have I'm joking, a- you're not that old. You can taste your food just fine. But- oh, okay, but uh, it's. Like, I can't even, if I'm like, I don't know, at a work function, they'd serve you food that, you know, you just you don't have a choice with to eat. It just, like, I, I can't believe I don't have any hot sauce or something here. Yeah. So. You put on everything. Pizza. Hot sauce. Obviously, hot sauce. I, I, I like the, the crushed red pepper on pizza. Sure. But, I mean, I'm fine with that, but it's got to be more hot sauce stuff. Eggs, by the way. Love hot sauce. Hot and sauce eggs. and eggs. Had um, it this morning. But uh, during this podcast, they were talking about, like, the, the guys that are on this podcast are almost our same age. Okay. And they were talking about hammering down, like, the ghost pepper wing. Uh, no, that's a little too much. Okay. I, I won't go with okay. the extreme stuff, but I have to have heat in everything I eat. Okay. So we're actually on the same page here. Okay. Um, when you're in your 20s, this is, this is me talking here. Like, I felt like we are of the age, like, eating really hot wings was a thing like that got to be a thing yeah but i just i don't know i did, I've done or a, did you do that did you i've done a couple things like that yeah like le, i want to see if i can pull this off yeah i've done like some of those challenges you go to like okay. a restaurant and do it. yeah sure. as as have i and then you get to a point where i would say somewhere around mid to early 30s where mm-hmm. you're like why am I doing this? Yeah, I mean, it's stupid. I mean, it's it's not fun. Like, you're not enjoying no, eating. It was like so. the third or fourth time, and I, I woke up, the, you know, and then not only does it get you that night, it gets you the next day on the, on oh, the yeah. way out. On with, the flip side. With Mr. Schwinkter. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, at some point, you're just like, that's it. I'm I'm yeah. not doing that anymore. But like, uh, if I'm, <laughs> let's say I'm having a sandwich at home. I chop up a jalapeno and put a jalapeno on it. If I'm having a salad, okay. I chop, chop up. I put jalapeno on everything. Um. I I love okay for onions or peppers in general. I love having them as a part of the equation. But if I'm doing the cooking, if I'm doing the chefing, I emulsify that crap. I okay. don't like to bite into a raw oh, I or I can't I can't stand it. Raw, yeah. I if, if I'm eating a salad and it's got a green pepper or an onion in it. I'm no longer eating a salad. I'm just eating a green pepper onion. Mm. That's all I taste. Oh, I love. And you like and that? You oh, like yes, it raw? Absolutely. Like that. Okay. Um, back a little bit to the hot wing story. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna say his real names. I don't ever know how that goes. But sure. my a good buddy of mine, we'll call him William. Um, loved it. This was in our 20s. This was right after I moved up to Minnesota. Okay. He's like, this is how he talks. Okay. He's like, oh man, I'm gonna take you to this place. Okay. It was, it's called Blondies. Okay. Never it's heard in, of it. It's in uh, Brooklyn Park. I don't know if it's still there okay. or not. But he ranted and raved about the wings and how hot they were. And I'm like, all right, let's go. So we went on like a Thursday night. And because we're in our 20s, we just got plowed, of course, because that's what you do on a Thursday night. You could still get up on Friday and be a human. Um, So he went deeper into it than me, you know, and he was just like, like, like plowing into these wings. I just remember how hard he was sweating and everything. And I gave up. He went further than me. 
whatever. So then the next day, um, we're in this crappy two bedroom apartment and he's already up and in the shower and I'm getting up. And then all of a sudden I hear a blood curdling, like a scream. Oh, so this is what happened. He had contacts. Oh, a bit of ghost pepper. Must oh. have gotten from his fingernails onto his contact. Holy, that would be awful. He put essentially a ghost pepper that had been like melting in the saline, right? Because oh. it probably like dissolved the you yeah. know, in the saintless salt based saline solution for the contact. Put that contact in his head. In his, he couldn't like we couldn't get the contact out because it's like you know how it, like your oh. eye melts shut. Yeah. So we had to like. I had to like help him like pry his eye apart to get the contact out. Ouch. That's pretty so, bad. So word of warning for anybody that's got, you know, contacts out there and you're eating spicy food, wash them hands yes. before you handle them contacts. Yeah. I got another story. Okay. It's a similar story, but I'm not gonna tell it. Okay. Because it's not G rated. Or even PG or PG thirteen. Yeah. Okay. But it involves spice and <laughs> certain parts of the anatomy. On you're going to get hit up on Twitter. Not my that. anatomy. <laughs> on oh, somebody else's anatomy. Well, we're going out after this, so I can't wait to hear yeah. about that. All right. So, first up on our four-team podcast, the Michigan Wolverines. Preseason over-under was a robust 10.5. 10.5. Yes. Ooh. Their regular season record was 9-3 and three with the loss to Alabama in the bowl game. They finished... Nine and four. So I think it's safe to say we both believe that the national media was overrating Michigan. I, I'm i going to go ahead and pat us both on the back here. Correct. Neither yeah. one of us picked them to win the Big Ten. In fact, I think our average place we put them was like third? Maybe? I had them at fourth, actually. Okay. I so looked back today. I, I had them at fourth, even though I had them finishing six and three in the Big Ten. Okay. I just had you know the four big teams in the East all you know okay. duking it out at the top there. You know, and I should look these up. It would be better podcasting, but I think I had them third. I, I know I had Penn State first. I'm pretty sure I had Ohio State second. And so they finished third, but I did predict them to be nine and three overall. So I nailed their, their actual, their their actual um, total record. Yeah. So um, yeah, kind of uh, all over the map here. Again, we'll go back to the schedule and just kind of you know go blow by blow. But the first uh, game out of the out of the shoot, Middle Tennessee State, they won forty to twenty one. They didn't look that good. No. It didn't look good. And we didn't know it really at the time, but M- Middle Tennessee was not a good team. And then they take overtime to beat Army, and wow. we did think Army was good. It was pretty good, yeah. We but knew that was going to be a tough game. They were bad. They, they wound were bad. up being bad. But in the end, Michigan was ranked in the top 10. They they survived you know, the first two games of the year. They're 2-0. Like Everything's still there for Michigan. And then a early thud and going that- to Wisconsin, getting beat – 35 to 14. It was worse than that. It was it, it was definitely worse than that. Like it, it's surprising to even look back and see that they scored 14 points because it just it seemed like a, a 54 to nothing is what it seemed like. That's because what all the like. points happened in the first half. Right. I mean, it was like the remember Tech Mobile. If you just called the play, if you called the other opponents play like you got crazy lucky and you called their play like six out of 11 times you just completely shut them down sure that's what michigan looked like against wisconsin it was embarrassing that's when i went off and just berated not only the this team but harbaugh the program overall and said they were the most overrated most uh, underachieving team in the entire conference which still may be true but i mean i went off on them that day a little harshly i i, I mean I, it was Bad, but you know they. I thought they deserved it. Okay, that's I don't. Know, maybe I should go back and listen to it, but I don't feel bad about it. I remember just like sitting back and like the it was singeing my eyebrows. Yeah, like I, I had to I had to like put my hands up over my head because I I didn't want to get like burnt. Yeah. So yeah, they deserve it. Um. Then they absolutely demolished records. Okay, that just kind of happens. I mean, it. But I'll be honest with you, it was like. There was melting down going on at that time, and I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there because I. I, I I will brag myself up on stuff. I also want to show out when I'm stupid. I took Rutgers on the money line in that game. Did you? Just for really? shits and giggles. Because it was like, like I can't remember what it was, but like a $50 bet would have won like 800 bucks. Or, I can't remember what it was. Wow. But, and I just like, I could, couldn't you see it happening? You yeah, know, I mean, like a goofiness. It was, you could definitely see 
uh, sense a meltdown. There, that was it seemed imminent, but right. you got to give them credit because they didn't melt down. Nope, they they turned it around. Yep. And to me, so they beat Rutgers. They beat that the, a tough game against Iowa. And to me, they really came to life. It well, was, I mean, we got a couple like they they went on a four game streak after getting the brakes beat off them versus Wisconsin. Rutgers is Rutgers, but beating a quality Iowa team, beating a what wound up being a quality Illinois team yep. that they had to kind of put away. So they got the season back on track. Then they go into Penn state and it's not just Penn state. It's at Penn state and it's at Penn state in a whiteout. Penn state came out of the gates, just torching yep. Michigan. Oh, the game was seemed like it was over. But it wasn't. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out. The, my biggest game or moment of the season was halftime at Penn state. Yeah. See, I, I, th- I think maybe you kind of like alluded to that or something when we talked. That's a, w- a little weird to me. Why is that weird? You're saying the this is the biggest game moment of the year. Them turning their season around at halftime of okay. Penn State was okay. the biggest so moment of the year. You're really putting the spin on. Okay. I don't know what happened in that locker room. I would like to know what happened in that locker room, but they were eight from when they left that locker room, they were a different team. Than when okay. they entered it. Okay, I you know what that's better explained. I support you. I'm still gonna go the next week when they played what was I believe that's fair a I think a top twelve top ten ranked. I Notre think that's Dame right. Team. Yeah, I think Notre Dame's right around there. Only loss at that season was a close loss versus Georgia, if my memory serves correct. I think that's right. Yep. And then they come into a rainy Michigan stadium and they. Pecker slapped the Fighting Irish. They absolutely pecker slapped them. I mean, it. Uh, good, they good. win the game, uh, forty-five to fourteen. It was worse than that. Yeah, I they, mean, they just crushed them. And so th- that's where they started kind of fulfilling their potential on this season. Now, it, you know, my grade is going to take into account that I didn't see them winning eleven games or ten games. That I, you yeah, know, I, I didn't. I think, get it. So that's gonna that's gonna factor in. Um, but and here's something. So. All right. Do we want yeah. So Maryland. they 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 paced Maryland. They paced Michigan State. And I just want to say like that was a high moment. That, that, that was a high moment. That, that, that is could have been like that's a big that's could've a rival. Been. They don't want to admit that it's a rival. It's obviously a rival. But like you don't you don't just beat a rival, especially a rival that's had that much success over the years, like they did this year with Michigan State. That's a thing. You can't just glance over that. Sure. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna put Harbaugh up, burn him at the stake. Yep. Like is done so often. He has turned things back around in the Michigan-Michigan State. Absolutely has. So, um, then, if you can remember, this was in the Indiana I was, game. I was starting to think, you know, maybe this is where Indiana finally pulls it off and beats a helmet school. They destroyed it. Destroyed Indiana. Indiana wasn't even I, in that game at all. Did it, that was only a seven-point spread, if I can remember I don't correctly. remember the spread, but that sounds about right. And, and the reason we thought it was was because... Indiana or uh, Michigan has to turn around and play Ohio State. The trap game. It was the it ultimate was trap the game. Ultimate trap sandwich. Yeah. Everything. So the, that was a very impressive. Like in general, at this point in the season, you have to give khaki pants credit for just keeping things going. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I, to to be honest, I think khaki pants did a good coaching job this I mean, year. Like, okay, look look at this. Wis- as far as their schedule goes, Wisconsin, good yep. team. Mm-hmm. Iowa, good team. Good team. Penn State. Good team. Notre Dame? Yep. Indiana? Yep. Dude, that's Ohio a, State. That's, and then, you know, they lose. Okay, so then you finish up the year. As Michigan has finished up the year, I think it's 14 of the last 15 years. They got they they got beat bad by Ohio State. Oh my god. I mean, it, they weren't 56 to 27. It it it's, it wasn't competitive. So here here's my here's my take on the entire season pretty much. You got smoked by every really good team you played. They didn't. They didn't smoke. They didn't get smoked by Penn State. Okay. Well, all right. You, you beat three Iowa. You beat Iowa, or and Iowa. you didn't get smoked by Penn State. But like three out of the five. Three out of the five really good. Yeah. I mean, thirty-five to fourteen against Wisconsin. Uh, Fifty-six to twenty-seven against Ohio State. Uh, what's the thirty-five to sixteen against Alabama? You know, every time, every time they play an elite team, they're not even in the same league as those teams. See. And then what it what I think we typically hear, you tell me if I'm wrong, but it always through the national media, whatever, podcast, yep. whatever, Twitter, it always goes towards the Michigan offense that people dig on that needs to adapt, be different or whatever. But yeah. 
Where's that Don Brown defense in these I know. games? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're giving up 35 points to Wisconsin in the first half. The Penn State game is respectable, but 56 points versus Ohio State, 35 points versus Alabama. I know. I know. It's, it's, it, it is the Jekyll and Hyde of the Don Brown defense. I, it's crazy to me. I, I'll just go ahead and say I'm not a big fan of Don Brown. Like, at some point, like, I still think he's a good defensive corner, but yet. I mean, I think he's good. I just don't. Th- everyone treats him like he's some defensive god, and I just don't see that. I think it's fair to say that at this point. I think so. Um, finished 60, uh, 68th in total offense. Um, rushing offense, passing offense, about the same. They did finish 11th in total defense, but again, yeah. it was such a Jekyll and Hyde of the defense. It was like... And, and to be honest, you should finish 11th in defense. You've got that much talent. You correct. should be number 11. Correct. There's, it's not like they're overachieving on defense. Here's the thing that would maybe uh, switch it back to uh, like the way these stats work out. Um, red zone offense, 81st in the country. Wow. So you want to talk about an offense that... As far as uh, scoring offense, they were 44th, which isn't bad. It's not bad. I mean, they were averaging 31.7 points per game. Mm-hmm. If they just converted in the red zone. Right. Could, it could, could I mean, is that a big thing right there? That, yeah. that's Are they that close? I don't know. All right, and so then another shocking stat to me, I just was surprised to see this, 76th in time of possession. Wow. No Didn't kidding. Did you think they'd be higher than that? I would have thought much higher than that. Now, moving that into team stud. Is this not hard? This was the hardest one. This is they the hardest have, one I did. They don't have a team stud. They don't have a team stud. But they've got like eight team really goods. I know. Okay, you had you had the same thing. So I, I've I've wrote down more than I have for any other team. Okay, I I did pick one. Okay. Because it seemed like he finally was getting it, you know, as he went on in his Michigan career and he got okay. better and better. I went with Shea Patterson. Really? I did. What did you just say about that person? He. Worked through it, and he finally got it at the end of his yeah. career. I'm going to say the exact same thing, so say Josh Uche. Okay. I mean, uh, eight and a half sacks. He was like the big play guy on yeah. the defense. But you could also go Galicki Hudson. I mean, Zach Charbonnet had 11 rushing, but, you know, only 726 yards. Nico Collins. And this kind of gets – but this is Michigan, right? This is who Michigan is, and this is the complaint I have with Michigan. You, you, you're supposedly this blue blood, but you watch them play against a really good team, and they are totally outclassed talent-wise. They do not have explosive playmakers, especially on the offensive side, compared to someone like an Ohio State, even a Penn State. Look at the Alabama game. It jumped off the screen how much more athletic Alabama, all three of those teams were, than, than Michigan on offense. They just... I know there's this, and then I would say, and then I would take it back the other way. They didn't jump off the screen as far as being more talented than Iowa, nope, and certainly Wisconsin, nope. Yeah, absolutely, right, right. And and you look at the recruiting; they recruit at a different level than Wisconsin. It doesn't look like it when they play them. So that would get you to scheme, yes, or talent evaluation or something. I, 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 it's tough. I mean, they don't, they aren't recruiting the same athlete that Ohio State is. So there there is a difference there in in their their athleticism, but I don't understand why they still why they look the same as Wisconsin athletically. You know, Iowa, they they're recruiting better than that. So but why even, don't they look? But better? even with compared to Wisconsin, um, they they don't have anybody on their team as that was last year as good as JT. No, or or, or I would say Cephas. I me too. Yeah. In fact, I think I could pick two linebackers on their. Defenses are better gone? than ever. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's that's odd. It's weird. It's very strange. So that's like, and then this this fits perfectly in the biggest thing. Looking back, is just I have here. It just never fit together. It just it never whatever it is. It never came together. And yep. I think part of that is because there was an internal strife going on between Josh Gaddis uh, and Kaki Pants. That's all. It seemed like it. it. Yep. yep. They whenever. Khaki Pants took control of the offense because he did. And then I think he brought Gaddis back along. Yeah. That's that's just my feel. Held his hand. That's my feel. It just that's how it worked out was what we just saw. Okay. That's how it went down. So here's how here's a good way for me to explain what what I've been trying to explain a very succinct way. If you're a Big Ten defensive coordinator, who scares you on this offense? 
nobody. The answer is nobody. It's just everyone's good. You don't have to scheme you know, around you know, anyone. You know, another thing that – what was the unit about Michigan that we heard about preseason that was going to be amazing on this Offensive team? line. Yeah. Wasn't that good? It was not. No. Now, they had injuries, but come on, man. You're Michigan. Yeah. You, you got depth. Just next guy up. It's weird. And then the biggest thing, looking forward, this is the same stuff. It is getting over that hump, yeah. beating Ohio State. Like, even if you just got to the point where you went 11-1, and one, but the loss was to Ohio State. Sure. I think to a certain degree, people are like, I get it. Ohio State is just on another planet right now, yep. but they're not there. They're they're a ways away from that, too. They have no scheme advantage over Ohio State. They have no talent advantage. I mean, they, they have a talent disadvantage against Ohio State. To me, if you're Michigan, if you're a fan – you just have to want better recruiting. That that's what you're going to have to get in order to to take the next step. They're just not recruiting good, in, even though they're better than just about everyone in the Big Ten. They're nowhere near Ohio State. But yet, do you not think about some of the staffs around the country, certainly in the Big Ten, that get more out of their talent as compared? Again, so, yep, scheme, yeah, coaching. It's it's everything. And this, it's not bad. No, it's not bad, but this is who Michigan is. That that and there are, there is a little bit of I've noticed more acceptance from Michigan fans on Twitter about this. Yeah, I, 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 so I just don't think it's going to change. I guess is what I'm saying. This is who Michigan is. Okay, which gets you down to the team grade again. I am like I on, gave two grades. You, okay, because I gave a grade against the national media, and I get a grade against what I thought was going to happen. So I went C minus versus the national media. Okay. I probably could have gone D plus, but I'm going with a solid B because this is who Michigan is. B? I'm going with a B. Okay. Well, wow. What do you think? I went C. Okay. I mean. But they, they they won nine games, which is what I expected them to do. Yeah. But. I mean, I could see. Maybe that is going, a good point. I mean, I expected them to go nine and three as well. But like. Like Denny Green said, they are who we thought they were. I, I get it. Do you it, want to like, crown them? Crown their ass. But I, I mean, I certainly do expectations to how it turned out. But in general, I just try to look at the whole season, save the season, pace to Notre Dame, pace to their rival. Like there was one nine games that was a good Indiana team they beat. Like, you know, it seems like a C or C plus. That's that's where I would be with it. Okay. Okay. All right, moving on. We are going to go to the Maryland Terrapins preseason over under three and a half. Wow. Remember, we talked about this. I was going to hammer that over. I did not bet on it. Uh, Actual record three and nine. Uh, No bowl game to talk about because you are a long ways away from that. So uh, once you win three games. All right. You know, going through the season with other teams, you basically go through like we've talked about in the past, like, four game pods to a certain degree. Yep. There's just two pods here. The first two games of the year and the rest of the, the year. other, the other 10. Um, I, I, I tried to find this stat and I failed to find it because, okay, let's look at where did they finish offensively total offense. They finished 109th in the country. I wanted to find out where did they rank after two games offensively? And I yeah. couldn't, that's, that's a hard thing to fig, to find. You, I mean, right. you can't get like yeah. week it's two stats, that, yep. but yep. they had to have been like top five in the country, right? Uh, definitely. And they 100%. I mean, 79 to nothing and 63 to 20. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, and then the other thing too, is the 109th in total offense, 108th in total defense. So their defense actually wound up better than their offense. How crazy is that? Now, here's the thing, like continuing on with this theme, right? So they went three and nine, right? They pasted Howard, pasted Syracuse and pretty much pasted Rutgers, right? Check this out. All right. So three and nine. Yep. Three wins, nine losses. In their wins, 63 points per game they averaged. They scored 190 points in three games. Okay. In their losses, want to take a guess on what points per game they averaged? Eight. 12. Okay. 113 points in nine games compared to 190 points in the other three. We, I have, have we ever seen anything quite like that? I don't think so. I mean, it is it is insane. weren't they ranked after they beat Syracuse? <laughs> they were most definitely ranked. <laughs> they were think ranked. about think about yeah. that team being ranked. They were they were two and zero. I mean, Syracuse was supposed to be good. They wound up right. being bad. Then they get beat by Temple, and you're like, oh, hey, 
what happened? Well, okay. I now explained we got, it away a little bit because they had, they had lost the Temple the year before. Yep. It, Temple maybe had their number, and maybe there was a little bit look-ahead sandwich to sure. their next game, which was, I believe, a Friday night game, correct? Penn State, Maryland. Um, yeah, I'm it looks like positive it. positive this was. And this was yeah, a... Yeah, it was. That's this right. is a rivalry that Maryland wants to make yep. into a rivalry. So you know what Penn State said? You know what I think about your rivalry? <laughs> 59 <laughs> donuts. And Ouch. And so then you beat... It was worse than that. It was, but then you beat a bad Rutgers team. Yep. So really, even at that point, they're sitting three and two. Yeah. The season's not over. You can no, still make a bowl game. I mean, you can still make a bowl point. game. And, and by you... the way, if you had that over the three and a half win total, you're feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're already at three. At you three. just need one. We just need one. And then they get pasted by Purdue. Oh. They could Indiana could have beat them worse, but they beat them. Minnesota just just butt munched them, fifty-two to ten. Michigan butt munched them. Ohio State seventy-three to fourteen. Nebraska ran all over them like oh. they were doing seven on seven, and then they you know get beat by Michigan State at the end. I mean, it, that's it, bad. That's it's bad. one. Of, it's bad. You know, and it's it's probably mo- one of the most uninspiring seasons because you've got enough talent to be a competitive team to even really be a and they good did team. Have, and they did have injuries. I'll yeah, give them a but. Bit. But yeah, you can't. which folds into team team stud. Who you got? Uh, so you can't pick someone on defense. No, you can't pick someone on special teams. I, I will say linebacker Keandre Jones. He had a nice year. Yeah, seventy four okay. tackles, seven sacks. Okay. If there was more Keandre Jones on the defense, maybe they would have won four games. Yeah, I, this one was tough. I think I'm going to go with. Javon Lee. Okay, and then I'll go Anthony McFarland because basically okay. they the same, same player. Anyway, we essentially. split him that way, right? And good I job. thought about Dante Demas. If he had a better quarterback, he probably would have had a really good year. I'm yeah. going to go Javon Lee. Okay, biggest game moment was obviously beating Syracuse that first game of the year. Ab- absolutely. And you should have Locks is popping off to the media for saying, saying that his offense is unstoppable. You know, if we execute, we're unstoppable. Good luck with that. Well, he's right. You know, they just didn't execute. Their well, record. okay, but he, he, maybe he's still true. Maybe it's still true. He should have pulled a Costanza and just left on a high <laughs> note after Syracuse. Okay, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. out. All right, gone. Uh, oh God. Um, the biggest thing looking back, I, I, we already kind of touched on it. It's just the disparaging entity that they were it, B- between between wins and loss. Never say anything. For me, it. it was just. This is a team that was in chaos. Okay. When I watched them, it was it was chaos. It was That's chaos. all I could think of. So that actually folds perfectly into the biggest thing moving forward. Locks. Kenny Coach. Don't let this turn into a clown show, bro. It's looking like a circus right now. It's looking like Bring New up, Mexico 2.0. Yeah. Or New Mexico State, whatever it was. Send in the clowns. <laughs> you don't know that song? 99. Oh, great song. I know. Doot, doot. Yeah. Tears of a Clown. Yeah, okay. That's a good one. Smokey. That's a good song. Ah, Sending the Clowns. Frank Sinatra does an awesome rendition of that. Oof. All right. So good. Um, Team Grade, this one one was one of my easiest ones. I gave him an F. You did go F? Yeah. Okay. I I went D. I just went D. I'm giving him a failing grade because it just looked terrible. Uh, From, like, from the top down, terrible. Like, did someone... Can someone tell Loxley that if you kick the ball through the uprights, you get three points? Oh, that's Can right. Can someone tell? Shoot. I. They went into the 11th game of the year without kicking a field goal? They were two of five on the year in field goals. Okay, their longest, Thanks for bringing that up. Their longest field goal on the year was 33 yards. They were 0 of 1 on field goals from 20 to 29 yards. They but missed dude, they, that They one. weren't even getting into the red zone. They were two out of three between 30 and 39 yards. That was their sweet spot kicking. <laughs> but but not over 33 yards <laughs> couldn't do that i mean right. my question looking for it is just can can loxley coach we don't know that yet can he get enough to, he's a good recruiter can he get enough talent to overcome his lack of coaching i don't know man he I, still I, is recruiting though i'll give him that he's doing a great job man yeah but and and, and now again recruiting is not a perfect science but it's all we have to go on. They have, according to the, the ranking services, the fifth most talent in the Big Ten. And they won three games. That is inexcusable. This is like the polar opposite of Wisconsin-Iowa. Yes. And, 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 I and guess Michigan, what, throw Michigan State in there maybe, like historically with talent development. Development, development. Yes, they're, they're, sure. they're undeveloping talent. 
<laughs> they are they are pulling the talent out of their bodies. I don't know how you do it, but they're doing it's it. It's amazing. It's uh, way to go, Locks. <clears throat> All right. We try to stay positive on this podcast, but at least we're being jovial as we there's no other way. There was there's no other way to serve up that turd sandwich. No that, that Maryland Terps fans. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I don't know. To, I just don't feel good. I don't. I don't feel good. I'm really sorry. Yep. All right. Next up, the it's not getting much better here. Uh the Northwestern Wildcats. So preseason over under was six. Now Oof. The crazy thing was, was, you know, this was coming off a, a miraculous Big Ten West championship in 2018. And then Vegas set the over-under at six. Yeah, it's kind of And weird. that was kind of like the first warning sign. I know. Was it not? It was definitely a warning sign. And, hey, I looked at this this roster and I said, this is not a good roster. I could yeah, not. I said that about 2018 as well. But And they... I was saying, I'm not going to get fooled again. That was my. My, there was a like going into the season for predictions at one point, and, and I think I wound up with Northwestern at four and eight. I, I, I had him down there. Oh, did you? I'm a, I'm seven. embarrassed to say what I predicted. I I thought the fitziness was, gonna was so going. powerful. I predicted to go eight and four and yeah. second in the second in the West. I know I had him missing a bowl, and okay, um, and I think I had him at five and seven, tied with Illinois. That was what it was. I had him at five and seven, tied with Illinois. Okay, de- preventing Illinois to get into a bowl game, but okay. honestly not helping Northwestern at all. So. But so m- part of my but, thinking I, I, was, but even with that, which is probably a lot less than most people preseason predicted, they still went under that. It's so they went three games under. They're over under. I mean, how good must Clayton Thorson have been? I mean, that that was that was the big change here, right? Yeah. You lose Clayton Thorson. You insert five-star Hunter Johnson, and they looked awful, atrocious. Yeah. Or still pretty good defensive team. So to start the year off, they go to the West Coast and play Stanford. We didn't know Stanford was horrible. We didn't that know that. We just assumed they were good. It was one of the uglier football contests. Oh, it, that was So that's one of the things I have is just this team. You know, we watch every game. This team was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. It was it was not fun yeah. football. Um. They respond the next week by beating you on the UNLV thirty to fourteen. It it's pretty much a dose of ugliness after that. Um, offensively challenged Michigan State, put up thirty one points on them, beat them thirty one to ten. They did give Wisconsin. They sure did. That was run. your first little indication that there that Wisconsin was not you know um, indestructible. And also, you know, they lost fifteen to twenty four to Wisconsin. This was my thought process of okay, Fitzy's going yep. to start because tape. they always start poorly every right. season. Correct. They start like crap, right? And we, it just keeps getting this, better. So and we're better. sitting at September twenty eighth after the Wisconsin game. At this point, we are still looking at Northwestern as Fitzy it up. Absolutely, like I we expected. They were gonna. It. I still expected it. They dang near Fitzy it up versus Nebraska mm-hmm. the next week. By the way, pretty tough little stretch there on the road. Wisconsin turn right around and go on the road. To Nebraska, close game. Um, I don't know if you remember, but in the winning kick for Wisconsin, I don't know how that ball got through. There was two Northwestern defenders. They literally made a field goal post from their hands. The ball went right, right really? between the for, yeah, for, it's pretty um, crazy for Nebraska. For Nebraska's okay. kicker when he made that when he made that kick. So then you know they get the proverbial uh, pass. Like I said, Friday night nobody game, Ohio State doesn't Ohio count State. for anybody. Even at that point, you still think they could yes. wind up doing. Like I don't, I don't think anybody was picturing them as a Big Ten West contender at this point. No, but a but still six seven win still team. Still bowl. I think that Iowa game was the first time where you looked at him and said, "This could be a bad Northwestern team." I mean, it it was they. I don't generation. know. I don't know if they crossed the fifty yard line in that game. Oh. It was bad. Their offense was generationally bad. You, you don't this, see this very often. No. Uh, three points the next week on the road versus Indiana. Indiana just whooped them. Just whooped them in that game. They hung in there for Purdue. I, I don't know. Or battled with Purdue. That was weird. But they lost. But they lost. Congratulations. You beat UMass. UMass. Yay. Do you remember <laughs> like when we saw that line? The over-under, so this they win this game 45-6. to six. They went over. I remember it went over. 
Did it? I'm pretty sure it went over. Because we, I think it was like 54, 55. I think it oh, was. Mate, a, no, it you're was right. It did under. go under. Like a fuel go under. I think you're right. Because I put a lot of money on the under, and I was scared spitless there. That's right. I somehow it miraculously stayed under. Yep, that's right. I, yeah. I won on the under too. Um, and then I mean Minnesota only beat them by 14 points, but I think Minnesota was just like they could have beat them as bad as they wanted. I, I think to. if they wanted to. And I then, don't know, dude. I, I don't, don't know. know where this came from. It makes no sense. Well, I mean, they, what we're talking about is they wind up beating Illinois. They they, 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 they didn't I, just beat Illinois. They beat their asses that day. And if you remember, Illinois was dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, Peters wasn't playing. Other receivers weren't playing. So they were inept offensively. But, you know, th- th- this is what Fitzy does. He he knew that Illinois could not stop a read option, and he didn't even have a running quarterback. He didn't care. He just ran read option, read option all day freaking long. And yeah. that's how they that's how they, they beat Illinois. One of the more frustrating non-Iowa games of the year for me. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, Northwestern fans, but like Northwestern winning that game was doing nothing for their program at that point. I was, I was full-fledged cheering for Big Kurtz Alliance. I was beside there. myself that day. Um, so team stud, I, Joe, Joe Graziano. That's what I have. I mean, Absolutely. He had, he had, nine sacks, nine five pass defense, three uh, forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. Uh, love that defensive line. I think he, that, they just that's got put what, in a tough spot. They got put in a tough spot, but, but that's what makes it go. Like Gallagher had a great year. Fisher had a great year because of the guys in front of him. I think. I think it had a lot to do with it. Biggest game moment of the year was beating Illinois. They yeah, I mean, it, it the, doesn't the LOL trophy. The LOL trophy. It doesn't mean it was a good season. Like you know, Army and Navy say, oh, you know, as long as we beat the other team, it's a good season. It's no, no. but it it made it a little more palatable. Very little. Very little. Yeah. Um, and then looking back, I mean, it's just, we've already talked, just how bad the quarterback play and therefore offense was. Quarterback play for sure, but you just look around and there's just not any talent there on it offense. It was essentially you double Brent Skronik and then shut down the offense. Right. And then he gets injured. Right. Um, looking forward is just, can they get out of this funk? Like, okay, this is the one thing I wanted to, to say. All right. Okay. Um, looking back over the last five years, so including 2019 into this, but all right, let me backtrack. Coming into 2019, okay. all right, if you slotted the teams in the Big Ten West, who was the best team? Okay. Who's number one slot? So teams were, in the West, who were the best teams? Like coming, in, coming into 2019. Coming Wisconsin. Into, okay. Who's number two? Probably Iowa. Who would have you put number three? Probably Northwestern, I think. I, that is exactly how I do. It's a hard one. It's a hard two. Yeah. I would have put Northwestern a hard three. I think so. This season was so destructive. I oh don't God. think you can put them in the hard three spot. Right now, no. they are in that bag of teams three to seven. I think so. It, it was that bad. It was that bad. It, 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 like it, People, do you remember? They just won 10 games. Right. In 2017? I think that's right. 17. And then won eight or nine last year eight, or in, in 18. Eight, yeah. Eight, well, if you include the bowl game, it was nine, right? And then another, they had another 10-win season. I know. Like, this was this program was— So, it's so bad. Where did this though? come from? I don't know. I mean, it's just—they're they're so quarterback-centric, right? They normally have a great quarterback. They, they didn't have a quarterback this past year, let alone a great one. It affected them that much. So the my biggest question is the quarterback room, and they're not recruiting one. So Mike Bajakian better be a goddamn genius. For OC. Yeah, their new offensive coordinator and, and quarterbacks coach. Team grade? I gave them a D minus. Okay. I, I mean, Illinois, that's the only reason I didn't give okay. them an F. I, I gave them a D plus. Okay. Um, they beat Illinois, and they probably had a good team GPA. Their GPA was outstanding. Okay, really was. You know, it's a, it's. There was as bad as it was. This is what I give him credit for. As bad as it was, you didn't hear about infighting and people. No, know, like no, you didn't. It, the the somehow Fitzy still is able to keep the locker room available. Well, like Fitzy that, says, like Fitzy says, you don't just recruit the player. You you recruit his parents too. Okay, well he, he better <laughs> he better start looking for some better parents soon on the offensive side of the ball. Okay, next up, last team in our four team pod, the Nebraska Cornhuskers preseason over under eight point five. Mm. 
actual record five and seven. You know, I'm a little upset with myself. I I bought a little. I bought some of the national media hype. Like I didn't think they were going to be as good as everyone was saying, but yet I pick them to finish third in the West. I believe I had them third. Yes. Yeah, I think I had them in Minnesota. I know I had them in Minnesota right next to each other. So off on Minnesota and off on Nebraska. There. Yeah. Um, me and you sat there and we, again, we don't, we try to not talk too much before we sit down and record the right. prediction pod for where the big 10 West was going to, uh, play out. I remember being curious to think what you thought about yeah. Nebraska, because again, we are, you got to go back in the time machine here. This is August when we record that everywhere, everybody and, is predicting Nebraska to either win the division or. Or at least yep. be right there. And the reason that I did think they were going to have a much better year, the number one reason was Adrian Martinez. I was so high on Adrian Martinez. I thought he was going to be the best quarterback in the Big Ten this year. And and if you have the best quarterback, you're going to have a pretty good year, right? 100%. It was about uh, Adrian Martinez, um, J.D. Spielman back. Uh, the uh, Some of the talent they brought in. On offense, uh, Wandale Robinson. Yep. And, I mean, and then flipped it over to the defense. There was signs that you heard in camp and whatnot that there was there was a putting the pieces together yep. on defense. Like it wasn't like I was totally not on the same page with you know the national pundits, but still I looked at them like I don't see the O line and D line. That they think like it's going to take a good O line and D line any right. any team, not just Nebraska in 2019. Any team in the Big Ten West or East is going to have to have good O line and D line play. I wasn't convinced they were there. I think a large part of that is how that played out for the season. Well, I think the key to them having such a poor season, the number one key was the offensive line play. That got better as the it year went. It did get on. a little better. Okay. Um I would say it was it was two things. Uh, well, on how things played out. O-line play to start the year out for most of the year. Positioning and just tackling on defense. Hmm. It was not good. No, it wasn't. I mean, and, you know, again, everyone got a pass against Ohio State, but yeesh. That That was was, That was bad. That was like J.K. Dobbins not getting touched until he was like seven to eight yards down the field on just a, a, you know, Oh, man, a pop out play is it, what it looked like to you me. Know, even if you're in the right place all the time against Iowa State, you're still going to lose. They weren't they were they weren't lining up in the right place. They weren't following their assignments. So we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here. But to go to the schedule, um, so South Alabama they win 35 to 21. Looking back, that was already a little bit of a warning sign because South Alabama was bad the year before. Mm-hmm. South Alabama was bad this year as well. Nobody expected that team to be good. Like. I don't think Nebraska was ever in that much uh, uh, – they were never that scared that much to lose the game, but it wasn't the dominating look performance good. that you thought would happen. Nope. Now, I want to say the next week they fly out to Colorado. Okay, So you're on the road. This is a Power 5 team. Uh, Colorado, not a, not a great opponent. No, but also a rivalry. Rivalry. Now, th- here's the thing. Do you remember this game? Yeah. Nebraska – pelted them oh yeah they were the beating the half. crap out of them and their so defense pitched a shutout yeah so i'm thinking okay this is the kind That's of it. this is what we expected they they put yeah. nebraska put it together yeah was that the was that the watershed moment right there that was probably gosh but it can't be there i mean i guess if you're not saying I just, best I, game if you you know if you if you prescribe to string theory and you know there's infinite amount of possibilities mm-hmm. they wind up playing the second half of that game just as good as the first half and they went 42 to nothing or whatever. Yeah. I just wonder what this, how much different that season would have looked. It would have been enough to get them into a bowl right yeah, there. You're in a bowl right there. I mean, how crazy. And, and it was sort of amazing what Colorado had to do to win that game. Yeah. I mean, 95 yard play or whatever it was like turnovers at the worst time. Like, I don't know. That was crazy that they wound up losing that game. So, I mean, it's not their best, Game obviously because they lose, but that was their high water mark, right? That was. Well, we'll get to that at the end, but we're we're gonna kind of go through the schedule. But but I mean, um, you're still again, you're still you're like okay, this is still a 
this is Nebraska we expected. This is looking good. First he, he, first half of Colorado. Yes. But then so they they won and won. The next week we don't I had a suspicion that Northern Illinois was awful. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're coached very well anymore. Okay. I think Rod Carey is gone and that, that program's gonna cater. Okay. Um but they they just pasted them. They yep. pasted Northern Illinois. So by the way, they're sitting at two and one right now, and to a certain degree, you kind of have already put the Colorado loss behind you. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you would have turned around and beat Northern Illinois or got beat by Northern Illinois, things would have been horrible. But then they beat Illinois. And we didn't know at the time, but Illinois was good. They ended up being solid. Right. Yeah. But but, but we're I, that game didn't instill confidence in, in me for no. Nebraska. No, because it did not. I I I'm looking at Illinois. They're not taking advantage of opportunities. You played sloppy. You got out of there with a win still, so you're a little bit lucky. I was not feeling good after that Illinois game. No, that was – I think more people were starting to think that there was leaking oil yep. at that point. Then they get game day, by the way, if you can remember, mm-hmm. um, in Lincoln. I guess we've already kind of touched on it, but that was, that that was, was bad. bad, bad day. And then Northwestern at home, they pull out a victory. And we're, we're still thinking that there's going to be some fitziness going on, so – all right, maybe maybe they're maybe they're still got a good season going here. Sure. Right. Yep. And then Minnesota. That was that was bad. So that's when they thirty four to seven defeat. Um, it started out pretty punchy, but then there was some adversity in that game, and Minnesota just took over. Absolutely. And and then at this point, you're realizing it's the West bad. is gone. Some, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I and I think if I can remember correctly, there was a lot of Nebraska fans at that point that were like, let's just make a bowl. Yeah. I mean, I do think there was a a redirect. Now, not not all Nebraska fans, but I, I think a decent amount more than what you would have thought before the year started. Right. Uh, but then they get beat by Indiana. There is the chippiness between – Scott Frost and yeah. Tom Allen, which this is kind of weird. This but. is a thing. This is right around the. I mean, I don't mean to bring this stuff up, but we're talking about how the season went, right? Yep. That that Indiana loss was a bitter, bitter pill. So that that for, I think that hurt the fan base quite a bit. It did, don't you? And then this is where the hoodie stuff started coming. Was that out. was that the hoodie? I, I, game? Re- I think right I remember. There. Well, no, the hoodie. I think that was later. Comments were after Minnesota because it was cold. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, so. And then this is when um, you know we've got we've got a missing running back off the team, yep. right? Like this was the season. This this is how this went down for Nebraska. Um, still got a chance to rebound things. They're playing Purdue. This wound up being a four and eight Purdue team. At this point, we are in it's November, the first weekend in November. We already know Purdue is having issues at this point. Yep, and they and not, they have to go on the road, but still. This was another example of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. They were they were the better team for a yes. vast majority of this game yep. versus Purdue. So and then so then they lose to Wisconsin. So look at that four game losing streak at Minnesota, Indiana, at Purdue, Wisconsin. If preseason, if you're a, a Nebraska fan, a realistic Nebraska fan, you're thinking, yeah, three and one. I think we go three and one in those four games. Oh and four. You didn't see. Nobody saw that coming. Even the no. most ardent Nebraska unsupporters right. <laughs> would have not thought they would have gone on for nope. Um So now it is, holy cow, we have got to win the last two games to get to a bowl game. They're sitting at four wins at that point. There was a lot of Nebraska fans melting down thinking they were going to get beat by Maryland. I was, I swear to God, I was adamant, like, you're going to kill Maryland. Like, I get why you're nervous. You're emotionally attached. They 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 murdered the Maryland. worst I mean, coached team in the Big Ten yeah. by a long stretch. So then you do enter the Black Friday game versus Iowa. We kind of talked about it on a previous podcast, but there was a point right there, okay, at going into that game. There was a point during the game. If they beat Iowa, it's a rivalry game, whether you want to admit it or not. You get to six, six and six. You're in a bowl game. Who the hell knows where they go for a bowl game? Beat anybody in the bowl game, they would have wound up seven and six. Yeah, I'm telling you, that. they would have pulled that out of you know the the cellar. That would have salvaged the season. Beating Iowa would have everything would have been okay in Huskerland if they had beat Iowa. 
I think they would. I think Nebraska fans would have walked away from the season feeling way better. Feeling much even oh, if they, yeah. to be honest with you, even if they got to a bowl game and lost and the lost. bowl game. But just yeah, beating Iowa would have changed the season. And I mean, this seems like you know another a program that could have used the extra practices too. Absolutely for the you know they got so many young players. I mean, like eighty percent of the roster is is like freshmen, sophomores, true freshmen. And give them credit for hanging there with Iowa against really yeah. good Iowa team. Twenty seven twenty four, they lost that game. Um, as far as how things went down, total offense for stats wise, total offense fifty five and total defense sixty four. Um, so, the total defense is about where that's I, about what I expected, but the the offense is a little better than I expected. Well, okay, I mean I'm that saying, number that number fifty five is, is if, okay. if I had to guess if, if I, I would I guess what I'm saying is if I would have guessed Nebraska's stats for beginning of the you know back in oh, August. Okay. 64 on defense is pretty good. That's about where I would would have probably guessed them. Middle of the pack, a little bit they, better. They were they would have been a big improvement over the previous year, right? But 55. I just expected 50. so much more production out of the offense. Yeah, I mean, Adrian Martinez was off all year long. He there was something wrong. There was something Whether it was broken injury or mental or scheme. Injury could hurt. be a number of things. There's been a lot of like. Nebraska fans were asking to run the ball up the gut. Yeah. They started doing they that started, at the end of the year. And they started it doing it well. They did. With Diedrich Mills. Uh, with Diedrich Mills. But the the swing passes on the outside, <laughs> I mean, they've gotten – it was getting ridiculous for a while there. I mean, there was that one game. I don't remember which game. But Twitter was blowing up, bitching about the swing passes. I mean, it went on for an entire half of the game. And then then Scott Frost finally said, okay, let, let's cool it with the, the swing passes. Which, I think he even said it on yeah. the halftime interview going into the locker room. Yeah. Um, another thing to point out here. If you are, you know, a younger coach, I mean, you don't have to be a younger coach, but new at a program, one thing, what's one thing that you can jump on right away and say, we're going to, we're going to do good at this day one as a coach gets on campus. I, special teams. Yeah. Special teams. Like, yeah, it, it, all it takes is practice discipline to be at least serviceable on special teams was nebraska serviceable on no, special teams no they're bad real bad and, now and i will give them i i will give them a little bit of a pass here because their coach was sick who was supposed to be more of the special teams focused coach okay so and he's he's gone now but okay. like that but that was huge for them like in the Iowa game, they had all kinds of momentum going, and then they give up a kickoff return for a touchdown. It's kind of the same right. thing in Wisconsin. Not kind of the same thing, very much the same thing in Wisconsin, too, with Aaron Kirkshank. Like, that's got to get fixed. Absolutely. Moving forward. Uh, team stud? So I, this was a tough one, too. It I was. Went, this I is kind of with... like Michigan, where it's mm-hmm. like there's a lot of pretty darn good players all over the place, but nobody that just, like, jumps off the page. Well, to me, their one game changer that they had was J.D. Spielman, okay. the guy that could take a top off of a defense. So I went J.D. Spielman, um, 49 catches, 898 yards, which is a little more than I even expected he, he had, for an 18.3 average. That, that's what really jumped off the screen to me, five touchdowns. So I'm going J.D. Spielman. Um, good choice. I mean, I had J.D. Spielman down as a potential candidate. I mean, running back, wide receiver, Wandale Robinson. I thought as about far, him. He, he showed out as a true freshman. Absolutely. A little dude, but tough. I mean, I took I saw him take a ton of hits. Yeah. He always got up. He I did. Mean, most of the time, he, he got kind of banged up at the end of the year, but I don't think you can question his toughness. I actually went with defensive tackle Khalil Davis. Yeah, um, I thought about him, too. Now, I know he had a big probably year. feels off to pick somebody from the defense, but the defense held things together better than – it could have been worse than that for what – like. Yeah. And Khalil Davis was, I mean, uh, uh, 44 solar tugs. He had eight, eight sacks. Yep. Um, and you could pick out a couple people in the secondary. Lamar uh, Jackson was very good this year, but Cam Taylor Britt also very good. But I, I think for the most part, as far as stats playing out, is Khalil Davis. Uh, best game slash moment. I mean, we kind of alluded to it before. I actually went Northwestern. Um, they had all kinds of issues kicking the ball with Pickering being out injured on the year um tough loss the week before uh versus ohio state like things could have gone at that point they beat northwestern last second field goal Mm -hmm. there was good feels going back into the program at that point so i like that one um you're also beating the the previous winner of the west correct i'm going with at illinois um it's a 
it, it, it's a, a, a division game. You're on the road. You didn't play great, but you still come away with a victory. Okay. So I'm going Illinois. I was just, I think Northwestern's a little bit later in the year. Yeah. And, you know, um, I don't know. That, that's kind of what it uh, boiled down to me. For, so biggest thing, looking back, I don't know how else to say this. It was just the overall helter-skelter feel of the season. And what do you, do you think, I've, I'm curious, what is that locker room like? There must be such a division bef- between the Riley players and the Frost players. That's that's my biggest question. Is that what happened this year? Is that why? I think that's what happened. And and I mean, there's a ton of Nebraska fans, you know, in my DMs. A lot of good people I talked to in that way. Um, that was the general thought process: was the team dissension inside the locker room. And you, you, I don't know who else to put that on other than Scott it's, Frost. it's on Scott Frost. Um, I don't like the way he handles that, but I think if you're a Nebraska fan, what you want more than anything is just get rid of those Riley players so that they're that division is gone. And I guess that's my whole thing. I mean, I was a part of, you know, a Big Ten football program that had a coaching change. People that had issues or weren't didn't seem like they were in for it, they they were gone quickly. Yeah. And I and I I I, I mean mean this as a compliment to Frost. Like, I think he's a pretty darn loyal guy. I think he likes coaching with guys that he knows well. Yeah. I don't think he wants to dump players on the scrap heap because, no. you know, that's that's bad. That's I don't think he wants to do that. With that being said, maybe the overall health of the team and program is that you do have to do that. I think he has to. Sometimes with either coaches or players, and I yeah. think actually that he started now doing that, you know, in, in somewhat recently. Yeah. Uh, so the biggest thing, looking forward, just – Get the special teams fixed. That 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 would be. I know that doesn't seem like a big deal, but you got to at least do that. Don't don't give up wins, and in this case, probably a a bull berth. Yeah. Take care of the easy things is what you're saying. Stuff like that. Okay. For me, um, Nebraska fans may not want to hear this. My big question: Can Scott Frost coach with the big boys? Right now, if you look down the West Division. Who who are you really confident that Scott Frost is a better coach than? It's a viable question. I mean, Lovey Smith probably he's probably a better college coach than Lovey Smith. Can you really pick out anybody else in that division that you can say definitely he's a better coach than this guy? Brom, Fitzgerald, Ferentz. I mean, Chris. Chris. I, I just I don't know. I don't see it. Flack. I. A lot of I recently somebody a Nebraska fan DM me and said, you know, once the O line and D line get fixed, I think Frost is really going to get humming. And I'm like, those aren't things you just fix. That like, takes it, number one. That's tough to do. Yeah. Number two, you know, it, let's say I'm just I'm not I don't I'm not doing a prediction, but if if Nebraska goes six and six next year, okay, yep. that it, they they got a tough schedule, yep. right? If they go six and six, and then you look over Scott Frost's head coaching tenure at that point he's got five years in there's one season that's the anomaly right out of the five. correct that's right i know and and now they could go they could go 10 and 2 next year I, but and at central florida he had better talent than every other team he was playing in his almost conference. almost without question yeah uh team grade i, I was c minus okay i, I went a, yeah i went with a d plus okay yeah so i could have gone that i thought you're gonna go harsher than that um they did win one more game this year than they did last year right um, i mean they, they were the defense they were looked on, they pretty were, good they were on the precipice of a bowl game they l- were like we said so i couldn't be too harsh but this is nebraska like I, this kind of goes back to like when i compared to penn state sure um i maybe graded penn state kind of harsh because you're penn state right you're expecting more than that as both a f- program and the fans but i think so I don't think Nebraska fans want to view a five and seven team as like a C or C minus because that's close to average. That's true. This is below average. But does that make sense? So I'm trying to give them a compliment to a certain degree with D plus. With a D plus. I think for me, good grade is A and B. Bad grade is everything else. Oh, okay. So I'm still giving them a bad grade. Wow, I I had a lot of C's back in my day. So oh, C's get degrees, baby. Yeah, yeah. That that was my bread and butter in yeah. my in my major chemistry. Oof. C, baby. Yeah. Give me a C. Just yeah. give me a C. All right, but I mean C minus. I can definitely. I, yeah. I, no argument for me. All right, there. man. So, I am Jeffrey the Greek, and I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big podcast. Thank you so much for listening.